a man that you knew very well. We all thought we knew Ronald Dale Barassi very well because of the uh, the footprint that he had on Australian rules football. But you were very close to him, of course, uh, during your playing days at the Melbourne Football Club. No doubt the Melbourne Demons, the Blues, North Melbourne, Sydney football communities are certainly mourning his passing. But saying that, the whole football community around the country are doing just that. Yeah, well, that's very true. Uh, I consider myself very lucky, Peter, to have played, you know, six years with Ron and uh, played when he played at his very best. And uh, I played with him in, as I say, in three premiership sides. I played with him in state football. I played him within, with him in international football. So um, I can only speak very, very highly of my mate Ron. You're saying you played in three premierships. Of course, you did at the Melbourne Demons, 1959-1960, and of course, 1964, which was his final year at Melbourne. Uh, he left to go to Carlton, and you took over as captain from Ronald Barassi. But we'll come to that in just a moment. Can you give us an idea, certainly from my point of view, because I never saw him play, what sort of player he was? Everyone knew that he was a great competitor. But I guess what they didn't know, that he was a great competitor at anything that he confronted. I mean, football, yes. Chess, yes. Um, table tennis, yes. Marbles, yes. You name it, anything that Brassy took on, he had to win. And uh, in addition, he was look, he was very inspirational through individual acts that he would do throughout a game. He was one of the few footballers who I believe could change the game through his own individual brilliance, being that a tackle, being a, a, an impossible goal, being at a knock-on. And the greater the challenge that he had, the better performer he would be. And obviously, in the big matches, in state games, in, in grand finals, he excelled. It's interesting they say that he, in some ways, changed the game before he even took to the field. Uh, what was his imposing features in his character that resonated with the football community? Because now they're talking about naming the Premiership Trophy after Ronald Dale Barassi. And I thought to myself, well, why didn't they do it uh, when he was still alive? But that's certainly uh, a conversation for another day. But what was he like off the field? Uh, look, um, I think I think it was Barassi that probably instigated the Ruck Rover. I know when Ron, well, I don't know, but when I hear that when Ron first came to Melbourne, he was tried in a number of positions and they really couldn't find a position that really suited him. And it, I guess Norm Smith soon established that because of his um, uh, aerobic capacity because of his strength and because of his inspirational traits. Um, uh, after being tried in a number of positions, the Ruck Rover position was where he excelled most. And so, therefore, I guess that if we look at today's football, Ruck Roving was started by Ron Barassi. Let's have a look at that period where it caused seismic shockwaves through then the VFL community when at the end of 1964, he decided to go to Carlton for the start of the 1965 season. People thought he'd be a one-club player. He played over 200 games for the Melbourne Demons. 
What was it like yes. when he said he was getting up and leaving the MCG? Well, it was a great shock to us players, particularly because we had just won the Premiership in 64 and we were celebrating well. And I guess it was in, I think, middle, late November, out of the blue, the media announced that Barassi was going to Carlton. And from our perspective, it was almost like a death in the family. I mean, how could it happen? I mean, Mr. Ron Barassi, Mr. Melbourne, if you like, how could he change allegiance and go to the opposition? And it was even that uh, at that stage in discussions that uh, Norm Smith was prepared to step aside as coach of Melbourne to let Ron take over that role. But us knowing Barassi, he knew that if he wanted to succeed at coaching, he couldn't do it at Melbourne, having been a player and with his reputation for so long. He knew that he had to make the break and go his own way. And as I say, uh, it uh, shocked the public and took the public a long, long time to accept the fact that he wouldn't be wearing the red and blue 31 Guernsey. And what was it like for you stepping into his shoes as captain of the Melbourne Football Club in 1965? And do you recall the moment or the first time that Melbourne met Carlton in that season? When I was appointed captain, I realised, well, even before then, Peter, I thought that 64 was the grand final that Melbourne had to win because it was probably the last the last two or three players, the Barassis, Dixons and Adams, that, um, that, that started in 1952, it was there to be their last season, perhaps. And uh, um, then me being appointed captain, I was probably prepared for the Melbourne Football Club to go down somewhat because we then had to introduce a lot of new players into our club And uh, that was, of course, the start of the demise of Melbourne. What's really interesting is he won four more premierships as a coach, two with Carlton, two with North Melbourne. As as we know, he was a six-time VFL premiership player, also won uh, in the mid-50s with 55 and 56. Where do you think he was at his best? Was he at his best at Melbourne? Carlton or what he did with North Melbourne? Or is it hard to judge? Very hard to judge. Of course, you you can't go past his Melbourne record. I mean, he played in the losing grand final in 1954 when Melbourne were beaten by Footscray. He then played in 55, 56, 57. Um, He played in 58 and they got beaten. He played in 59, 60 and 64. He won six premierships and quite frankly you know had they had had Melbourne won against Collingwood in 1958 he would have had quite a record mm. of, of six in a row um, having said that it doesn't surprise me and didn't surprise people at Melbourne that Barassi would be a success wherever he went because he had that he had that charisma he had that uh, drive he had that determination and he was prepared to make hard decisions as a coach going back in those early days. And the fact that he was able to um, win that, that, that memorable 
uh, grand final against um, what sixty nine was it uh, against Carlton where we, he he went the handball route, and then also if you look at it the North Melbourne won two premierships, yeah. which I think were the first premierships that they ever won. That's right. So um, um, all players who played under Barassi would look back now and appreciate and think how lucky they were to be part of his career. And as we let you go, Hassa, man, uh, a legend yourself uh, in your days here at the Melbourne Football Club. Uh, what do you, if you had to pay a tribute to Ron Barassi, uh, how would you surmise the great man? He was the best. Simple as that, with an inverted as comma. Sim- as, as simple as that. Yeah. He was he was Mr. Football. He was the best. Hassa, man, we really appreciate your time. Thank you very much uh, for spending some time with us and reflecting on what was a marvellous, marvellous football career and a marvellous gentleman in Ron Barassi. Thanks for your time, and we'll keep in touch. Good, Peter.